what's good everybody welcome back to the 1025 podcast this is episode 16 i'm joining along with Kristen and ayana and today we're going to be talking about a crisis that has been happening on the other side of the world uh, for the past few weeks and that's the afghan refugee crisis now for those who don't know uh, i think this was on august 24th a group of well hundreds of afghan muslims tried to flee Afghanistan to go to the United States from the to get away from the Taliban and all those type of people and they boarded an a C17 airplane and they tried to escape some people were actually hanging off the the uh the plane and then of course that didn't work and they fell to their deaths I'm going to pull up an article from CNN and uh let me share this with y'all there we go okay And it says right here that approximately 820 Afghan refugees packed aboard a U.S. military C-17 plane. Men, women, and children all huddled together as they escaped Taliban rule for a new life in the United States. Stop this. Now, this issue has been happening in not only in southeastern countries, but it's been happening all around the world forever, really. You know, they're... How many times have you ever read a story about a Hispanic family trying to cross the border to go to the United States while being apprehended by ICE and all those type of people? And there's many others. So, Kristen and Ayanna, I want to ask you guys, what are y'all's thoughts overall on this entire situation? If you were like the, like, I would say if you guys were like the president, would you guys allow these people to come over? Or would you guys kind of be like me who are, who, I would allow them to come over, but I would be a little paranoid to have them in our country. What are y'all's thoughts? Um, I think I I would like to think that I would allow um, the refugees to come over here because this country was built upon immigration and people migrating from you know war and hard times and stuff like that. So I feel like it would be a little, I don't want to say contradicting, but it would feel, it wouldn't feel right knowing the, you know, life and liberty and pursuit of happiness that this country is built upon and then turning around and not letting, you know, refugees come into the country. And, you know, of course I would be apprehensive regardless of, who wants to come into the country, anybody from anywhere can be a bad person, regardless of where they're coming from. But it's times like this where, you know, this was pretty much inevitable, regardless of, if we had pulled our troops out five years from now, 10 years from now, five years ago, it wouldn't really matter. This was bound to happen when we decided to finally pull our troops out of the Middle East. And I think that a lot of innocent people are suffering right now because of this country's apprehensiveness towards brown refugees and brown immigrants. And I would like to think that I would allow them into the country, however they come, whatever they have, you know, and provide them safety and a place to stay, food, shelter, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Kristen. 
think I would be quick to allow them in because I mean they're facing a pandemic as well as facing literally the Taliban trying to take over start a new government so I think they need our help more than anything right now mm-hmm. one of the main reasons why I said that I was a little bit paranoid in allowing these people to come over is I always look back to September 11 you know um I think Saturday is going to be like 20 years since 9-11 happened and mm-hmm. this was of course that came out that happened during a time where um our national security wasn't up to snuff as it is now you know what i'm saying so it's like okay when i saw that picture of all the refugees on that plane i was thinking okay cool that they're gonna come over here but how do we know that they're not gonna try to pull something you know like that on our on our soil you know on american soil like that you know what i'm saying um and then doing further research on it you know you could definitely tell that the taliban they they kind of had the grasp of afghanistan in their hands basically i mean i've read articles uh from 2014 when isis was still around on how they literally threw a man off of a building because apparently he was gay he was a homosexual mm-hmm. i just think that was absolutely insane to me because and and it's my mind's a little bit jumbled up today but like it kind of makes you it kind of makes america feels like it, they're obligated to step in because you know america is land of the free home of the brave so it's like okay let's bring these people over and they'll automatically be americans now you know they don't have to worry about uh uh being demonized for their sexual preference like i i even remember when i was in ninth grade uh an iranian boy got beheaded because he was listening to hip-hop music it was like mm-hmm. stuff like that you know people are going to be free to do other do whatever they want to do you know even though now we have you know our society has been kind of built on the backs of discrimination and racism at least you know if i listen to kanye west i'm not going to get a bullet in my head you know exactly yeah Yeah. and i think that you know i completely understand your sense of paranoia about the situation but um i just would like to you know keep in mind we're the ones who you know just kind of spread ourselves into the Middle East. And like you said, America, like as a whole, feels this sense of obligation to, you know, house the refugees and stuff like that. But I can't say for certain if we had never sent our troops to Afghanistan, if this would happen or not. I don't know, I can't predict the future. I don't know what would have happened if we did anything differently, but what's happening is we were given this year, I want to say, when country were given what was left behind. And what was left behind was the terrible situation with Trump just quickly pulling all the troops out of Afghanistan without any kind of, you know, negotiation, without any word, without really saying anything to anybody. He just kind of did what he wanted to do. 
And because of that, we've got this whole mess of a situation. And these are definitely unforeseen circumstances. But, and I do, I don't think that there's really any right or wrong way to go about it. It's going to be hard regardless of how we go about the situation. But that sense of obligation does come from us infiltrating Afghanistan to begin with. Our troops have been there for I don't know how long. And after the 9-11 attack, it got even worse. And the crime against Muslims and the crime against um, you know Middle Eastern people, anyone from that general area, to be honest, you don't even have to be Muslim. Just the fact that you were once Pakistani or your parents come from Afghanistan or Iran or anything like that, that kind of stuff can put you in danger. But what is going on right now in Afghanistan, those people are suffering for things that they might not even believe in, stuff that they have no control over. And we, as a free country, have the opportunity to save as many people as possible from that. It doesn't even have to, we don't even have to bring in the entire population of Afghanistan, but bringing in as many people as possible, those who we really need, the women and the children, that kind of stuff is not necessarily an obligation, but morally, I don't see why we wouldn't do it. Yeah. True. And I remember actually reading a lot of different countries, the bordering countries are trying to open up their borders to Afghanistan, but they're unable to. Like they just can't take as many refugees as they thought they would be able to. Because I think the main reason why a lot of people are kind of skeptical when it comes to opening up borders and all that type of stuff is mainly overpopulation. You know what I'm saying? I mean, COVID that too you know what i'm saying i mean even if we look at the border across mexico that those kids were being housed in cages at i mean that in my opinion those conditions were extremely barbaric but it's like if we let these people in they you know there's not going to be a whole lot of room for everybody in america i know that sounds really stupid but I mean, but you're right. There's barely any room for the people who are already here, which yeah. is why like this this kind of situation is quite possibly the worst outcome that could have come out of all of this. But I mean, the reality of it is those people are trapped over there. And yeah. I don't want to speak for anybody who's living through that or has lived through anything similar to that, but... I feel like I would rather be in a crowded room than be in a room with somebody who's actively trying to kill me. Yes. Yeah. That that is like that in my opinion has to be one of the easiest decisions ever. You had hundreds of thousands of people over the course of 10 years now crossing over the Mexican border to get here from Honduras, from Guatemala, from Mexico, from Panama, from all of those those crime-ridden countries into America, which has been overpopulated for quite some time now, but they're still actively choosing to cross the border because they know they would be much safer over here. 
regardless of how many people are already in here. Yeah, we're packed in here like sardines. We have been for quite some time now, but that feels like a better situation than what they're living through right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm really trying to think right now. I'm really trying to think. Uh, I mean, when it comes to overpopulation, I definitely think that certain, you know, uh, cities are definitely overcrowded, like New York, like Los Angeles. Like, I mean, do I think people from Mexico are going to, I mean, well, yeah, because Los Angeles is, has a lot of Mexicans running around. I honestly don't even know what the fuck else to say now. Like, I'm just trying to think, because it's like. I mean, people. Oh, go ahead. Just go. Just go. I mean, people move to these big cities for opportunities. So it's like people already know that areas are heavily populated over there. Even people from Georgia are moving to bigger cities. Like, it's Mm -hmm. literally. The opportunities over there are better than the opportunities in the place that they traveled from, like, obviously. So that's the reason why people are moving. Even if it's crowded, even if it's, like, stressful, it's a whole lot better than what they left. And, like, Like, a little unrelated, oh, like, a little bit. I have been... For some reason, I've been seeing a lot of um, um, interviews with people who have escaped from North Korea recently. Like over the past week, I think I've listened to at least four people now talk about their experience with escaping from North Korea. And what I've noticed is that they went from a very, 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 very unwanted lifestyle for that they have lived since birth into what they had to do which was migrate into China which for the most part if you're a woman and you're escaping from North Korea you get sex trafficked and that's not ideal either but they came to the conclusion that what they would face in China was much better than what they were living through in North Korea and both aren't ideal both most people don't most people don't want to live in North Korea they don't want to have to live up to the standards and starve every day and have to wonder where when you're going to eat next and stuff like that and nobody wants to be sex trafficked anywhere ever so it's not something that they wanted to do but it was something that they had to do to get out of what was eventually going to kill them prematurely and The same thing is going on with Afghanistan. And the same thing can be said for a lot of refugees from all over the place. Nobody wants to live in those places the way that they're living, how they're treated, how they have to maintain, all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure there are some people coming from Afghanistan who don't want to come into a country that targets them. This country is horrible about its crime against Muslims and against um, people from the Middle East. That's been since 9-11, probably yeah. even before, with racism. You don't even have to be Muslim. You just have to be brown. But yeah. 
it seems like a much better option than not knowing if you're going to wake up with a Taliban member in your house trying to kill your wife and your children and recruit you into their little terrorist group. Well, I shouldn't say that. Into their terrorist group. So it's it's way complicated and it is not an ideal situation to have to take your whole family and move all the way to the other side of the country, to the other side of the world in a country that doesn't even like you for no. who you are and how you live and what you believe in. Yeah. But that it just seems it seemed like a better option. Yeah, the idea of xenophobia, that's definitely something that plagues that's one of the main things that plagues America. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like like I said, and I believe it was episode twelve of the podcast, like conflicts is gonna always gonna drive the world. Mm-hmm. Xenophobia is gonna probably drive the world, racism, <laughs> all these things. And and another thing that I hear a lot about, and of course, I'm victim of this as well. Anything bad that happens in this country, in the US, they're like, oh, I'm gonna move to, to Canada, or I'm gonna move to London or Paris and or mm-hmm. Africa and all those types of things. Well, they really have their own conflicts as well. Like, even if you go to a, a South American country like Colombia, they have, like, that's one of the most dangerous places in South America like Mm -hmm. stabbings and uh uh political riots and all that type of stuff it's like do i really like ayana was saying do i really want to go to sleep one night and then wake up with a top band member with an ak-47 in my face saying get up you're recruited no like oh i don't want to live that life exactly and as a black woman i'm sure Kristen can agree with me when i say this I don't enjoy being in this country. I don't enjoy how this country treats me, how it treats my fellow black men, my fellow black women. It's it's daunting to know that every day of my life, I have a target on my back. And because I am a part of the LGBTQ community, I feel a lot more targeted. I'm not closed off about it either. I don't really hide it I don't make sure that I'm really quiet about it I live my truth and I live how I am who I am but because of that I'm an easy target for a lot of people but despite how I and most people I know are treated in this country I'm sure outside looking in it's it's such a privilege to even be born here I don't even my family didn't have to root up and move from a different country over here. We were we were here already. The privilege of being able to be born this free is something that I try so hard not to take for granted every single day. And I still have my issues with this country, all of my, a lot, I have a lot of issues with this country, but I know that being here in America, I'm, way better off than if I was born into a third world country or into a still developing country if I was even if I was born into China which isn't necessarily the the worst but under a communist regime 
and how they treat their people with regulations and social media and all that. I don't, I couldn't do that. Yeah. I think with the experience that I have living here for now 20 years, I could live through that. I would get way tired of my life real quick. And so whenever I hear about, you know, things that's going on in Afghanistan and how people are just trying to survive and I hear other people's opinions about how they shouldn't come here or they don't deserve it or, well, maybe they shouldn't have just attacking their innocent character. It frustrates me because, you know, the empathy in this country is just lacking. Very. Especially since we're very quick to say, oh, if so-and-so wins, I'll move to Canada. When people in the Middle East aren't given that, like... Exactly. Yeah. Accept them as quickly. We automatically demonize them for whatever. Yeah, like I remember when uh, Donald Trump won and all my classmates were saying, oh, I'm moving to Mexico or oh, I'm moving to Canada. I'm like, shut up. You ain't moving nowhere. So right. You're not going nowhere. <laughs> shut up, dumbass. As the past four years have been, the fact that we even have the privilege to vote for a president. Right. A lot of people don't get that. A lot of people just get what they get. Yeah. Yeah, y'all. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully in the future, I mean, this probably isn't going to take no damn five years to do, but hopefully, hopefully our country can just like develop more and just be like, hey, throw all this beef crap aside, you know what I'm saying, that you have with other countries and bring these people in, you know, these are people who want to live a better, live a better life, like, like I can't imagine living in a in a world where I could get killed for listening to I, right. I did not mean to chuckle about that. That was not funny. Like I, I can't imagine myself being killed because I like listening to music. I or can't even Yo, Kristen. Like I when I was doing my research, I actually read a story and they talked about how it was basically groundbreaking that they still had women reporters on tv and i was like how is that so groundbreaking and i'm like maybe it's because they're like you're not really allowed to lead as a woman and yeah. i don't exactly i can imagine that even and, like, i think i think in like the middle east uh i don't think women can like drive cars i think i know like in saudi arabia they are yeah okay that was back when i was like in seventh grade i think i i read that and i was like uh, oh, damn. and like when we were in high school, I believe. Yeah. Like it was, it was, I wouldn't say just recently, like maybe over the past few years, they've really started to like give women the freedom that they actually deserve as people. But I know that um, under the Taliban, they, it's like the complete opposite. Women can't go out um without a man they can't drive a car they can't work they can't they they basically can't do a lot of things without a man present they have to wear a niqab which is like the the full covering the only thing that you can see is their eyes and like that kind of that kind of stuff is i can't even imagine literally like like a week or so ago I had heard that the most groundbreaking thing that was happening over there was that 
um, after the Taliban had taken over a couple more cities, girls were still walking to school. Like that was the most outlandish thing that was happening. And I'm like, the fact that they have to be afraid to go to school. Yeah. It's crazy to me. I've never been afraid to go to school. I've never even had the had the these thoughts to well, you know, if I start walking to school now, I don't want to be captured, but I really need to learn. This is my right. That kind of stuff has never even crossed my mind. Yeah. Ever. And to to know that there are millions of people on the same planet who are living like that is so disheartening to me. It makes me so sad. Yeah, it really yeah. do. It really do. But yeah, we got about 10 minutes left. Any final thoughts from you guys? I'm hoping that this new administration can handle this situation as well as possible with what they were given. I hope that, you know, this, as the years progress, this unfair bias that people have against people from the Middle East and Muslim people just dissipates. I'm Mm -hmm. hoping that it doesn't, I'm hoping that as many people from Afghanistan can make it into a safe place as quickly as possible. Yeah. I'm that Biden can do what he actually had said he was going to do, which is use his leverage to allow more people to come into America. Mm-hmm. I don't really know if that's like actually going to happen, but I hope it does. So far, he's been pretty okay with his promises with the whole vaccine situation and all the um, things he's put into place, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I hope he do because I ain't vote for your ass for nothing just just to get <laughs> Trump out of office. I voted you to do these specific things. like Exactly. I voted for you for the policies that you said you were going to do. Exactly. Yeah. I ain't just vote for you just to have a black, fe- black vice president, like, black female yeah. vice president. I remember the first thing he did, and I was so happy that he did it. He got rid of the Muslim ban. I was like, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my people, like, they're, they're here. Yep. Oh, my God. All righty, y'all. Thank y'all for watching the 1025 Podcast. I'm Jordan, along with Kristen and Ayana, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Where's my cursor at? <laughs>